This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend. Time for another edition of The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week. And, of course, we have another fun-filled weekend. We've got MLB, we've got NBA and NHL playoffs to discuss. A thriller that went four full overtimes last night to start the Eastern Conference Finals in the NHL. And, of course, Preakness and PGA. So a pretty big slate this weekend, Mikey. Yeah, and it's good to talk to you, Carm. Good to see my buddy Eric Ostrowski and uh, to everybody out there. Three and two last week, Carm. You get off the snide. You'd been going back and forth, back and forth, roller coaster. You know, one picture with guys looking this way, then he's looking that way. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, you go two and oh, I go one and two, one and one with the bonus. And uh, uh, we end up three and two, another 60% day. That's what we do, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, nothing's going to change today. We got the NBA big. We got. Uh, ton of things going on. I mean, it's still a busy time of year. Uh, yesterday, the PGA started, yes. which has been a lot of fun to watch. A lot of all-day coverage for us. Shut-ins out there. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, it's a perfect day for it. As we record oh. on this Friday, it's raining. You know, it's a little dreary. Just the uh, golf is on TV. Let's sit back rain, and enjoy. dreariness, and golf on TV. Does it get any better? God bless America. <laughs> I don't think it does. Come on. The, uh, you know, the winning a major is incredible. And people have long said, well, the PGA is, I guess, the least prestigious of all the majors but and a lot of times the the golf courses are set up a little bit easier it's not like what the usga tries to do to the players at the u.s open uh but this golf course has some teeth mike i mean oak hill is no joke and uh, not a lot of players going real low here so far in the early action of the pga championship and bryson DeChambeau kind of coming out of nowhere taking the early lead yeah i could confidently say with my golf game being up and down i shoot 130 easily on this course there's no question about it but you know what i've been doing i've been winning lately although yesterday i did have a down day i don't usually bet the first round but when it's on tv like it was i'm gonna sit there and enjoy a couple for couch change but i'll Big week last week is I had Jason Day, the final day, along with with Joe. Beautiful. I took Joe live betting. I thought he was going to win once he got the lead. I go, this is too good to be true. The guy has a hat that I wouldn't wear if I was 10 years old on, and he's going to win the whole thing. But I better put some money maybe at the beginning today on Jason Day. And I go by how he played the last three, four holes the day before. He amongst the first five, played it as good as you could play it. He was hitting the ball straight. I finally got lucky on a plus 650. He started the, the tournament off at plus 1600. I thought that was odd for a guy that hasn't played hmm. uh, one in five years. Right. So I finally hit one. I don't hit one every week, folks. Believe me. Uh, I don't bring it up too often, which means I'm not hitting them. I hit a big one with Jason Day, That's but great. I mean, there's a ton going on. But it's good to see Jason Day back in the mix. Absolutely. Yeah. I took a little flyer. Well, not a flyer by any chance. I mean, yeah. he was 25 to 1, but I took a, a shot on Tony Finau this weekend. So far, yeah. that's not off to a great start. But again, there's only 17 golfers. As Mike and I are doing the show on uh, Friday morning here, only 17 golfers out of a 156 uh, player field that are. Uh, in red numbers that are below par right now. So the golf course definitely, as everybody knows, it's you know one what of the I challenging I ones. I bet against the guys that I don't like instead mm. of going with guys I do like. For instance, 
I love Terrell Hatton, but he's only good for three out of four days, That's, okay? Yeah, right. I mean, he's the guy that had beer on him. He took his mm. shirt off, and everybody loves the guy. But he's not going to win for me, and I usually win with matchups. I go against Spieth a lot, okay? Mm. And I end up winning the underdog a lot on matchups. Whoever he is ends up doing well, just like if you win against them yesterday, for instance. Uh, so I go... And Finau's one of those guys I'm in between. On. Right. I, you know what? Sometimes he'll win your matchup. Sometimes he don't. I mean, I won last week going against Ryan Palmer on the fourth day. I mean, you're an older guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're going to fade. That's just the way it is. Nothing against him. He played great, but you're going to fade. Did you stay up for all four overtimes last night between the Panthers and the Hurricanes? No, I just saw for the first time, saw this guy Jokic. And uh, I really was amazed. <laughs> That uh, I never knew how good uh, this guy could be. I am so ashamed of the profession that I helped usher in, especially in this town, with the people that are assigned because of contract or what have you, who get like Lisa Salter should be ashamed of herself. Oh, I fell asleep on this guy. Mark Jackson. How much money? You know, nobody talks about this. Are employees allowed to bet on the MVP at these because they all can't be this dumb? Jalen Rose, Mark Jackson, Lisa Salters. I never and they ride together in the same car. What's this Lisa Salters thing? I just saw a headline about it this morning. What did she say? She said, "Okay, everybody. Some people are trying to make an excuse, but she said basically she knew nothing about him. About Joker? Yeah." Well, you even, should know. Well, you know what? Bring it up. I don't understand how that's possible. Because I saw the headline the and I was... Well, I you know what? Is it possible that Mark Jackson didn't put him on the MVP I, list? I, I, that, and forget about I, that. He left LeBron off it. We talked forget about, about it last the other week. people like, I, he left off it. I won't. I, I just can't fathom, Mark. These I, we, people all got together and said, we're going to get Embiid. And, and you know what? Betters got screwed because of uh, of some people, the so-called analysts in basketball, shading one way. It's ridiculous. How do you not know about him? I know she's more football, but if you're assigning her to death, one of the two top playoff things, you, oh, I never, you know what? I haven't seen him live in 10 years because we don't get the games. Well, do you watch tape? Mm. So I guess Lisa Salter said it was the first time seeing him in person. Oh, come on. So that's a little bit come better. Come on. I mean, no, no, you don't say that, Carl. Come I, it, on. It is. It, it, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, that's, that, can I just say this? You sound like her defense attorney on that one because her, <laughs> if you read and you listen to the whole thing. And I didn't listen. I saw, I guess she was on Rich Eisen's podcast. That's yeah, what she said li- this? Yeah. Okay, so I didn't I didn't hear it. You're I right. shouldn't I'm- have to explain this to you because you you know the bias involved right now. Unbelievable. Do I have to bring up the other cases like Jalen Rose, Kendrick Well, that was, I know, yeah. Do you Come think, on. Do you think it's because, of, what is it? Like just because it's Denver? Don't make, and- me, don't make me suggest, but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. If, if I was involved, you know, I've heard everything on the gamut by why. Mm. She doesn't know what she's doing. Why is she on the game? Uh, why didn't Mark Jackson know? Did he keep him off That's the tough. list because he wanted them beat to win? Was the racial things involved? I mean, you're hearing it on the street, so I just tell it on the air. I can. The, I still can't get over the Mark Jackson stuff. I mean, we joked oh, about come it last on. week. Well, it's, that's your he's, way he's of doing, saying. Then he's doing the call. I mean, well, he's ignorant on it. And then I heard him last crazy. night. LeBron goes flying on a little tap, and, and you know, oh my God, you know, Mark Jackson's worried, and then all of a sudden, Jokic taps somebody. That was a foul. You know, I mean, the, the bias is just so overwhelming. And then I hear, thank God, Jay Williams brought it up today. Mm. Jay and I are on the same page. And Keyshawn, 
you know, oh, he's got a weird looking body. Just say he don't. He looks like a plumber, just like JJ Reddick did. Yeah. I mean, because that's what they go by now. Oh, he doesn't look like a basketball player. So guess what? We're just finding out about him now. That's ignorance. I guess you're in the field. You're in that field, and you don't know all that much about him. I fell asleep on him. I've never seen uh, any of the players live in the last 15 years. And Carmen, you come on the air with me, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, I know. I mean, especially with a guy that's been as good. You don't have to see somebody live. Yeah, I mean, you don't. To to, uh, to appreciate their greatness. Have you seen Joker live? No. Okay, I guess you can't talk about (laughs) it. Come on. Well, we've been talking about him for about four years now. I mean, my God, if you would have bet him when we said it, we discovered him. That's why I'm mind-boggled by the so-called know-it-alls. I mean, that think that they just keep them off lists and stuff. We, we might as well spend a minute on uh, that series real quick. I mean, I Denver up 2 nothing. Jamal Murray had the epic fourth quarter last night. He goes off for 23 in the fourth. He was incredible. Six of seven from the floor, seven of eight from the line. He missed just two shots. Denver remains perfect at home in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for game three back in L.A. tomorrow. Uh, the Lakers have been equally as good at home, Mike, as the Nuggets have been. The Lakers are 7-0 and straight up, 6-1 and one against the number at home in the it's postseason. Over. Um, it's over because here's what I Yeah, I mean, I think I the Nuggets are going to win the series. I, I mean, think I'm hearing team. national shows that sound like Laker postgame. I mean, my God, people that I respect. Oh, it could be two and two. And it could be. But it sure. could be three and one or four and oh, too. I don't after know what any, I've seen. I don't know that anybody's going into Denver and winning, to be honest. I mean, it just, that, that's how good they've been. That's how good they've been. But, but believe me, their age has got to come in. And yeah, I'm sorry. That's a good point. The Joker. I'm sorry, you, he's another level up mentally from, from Davis. Davis worries about five things. Joker just worries about, give me the ball. I'm Mongo from Blazing Saddles. Yeah, right. And no matter what, I'm going to get it done, whether I pass it, whether I steal it, whether I rebound it, or whether I shoot it. And, you know, everybody said yesterday, Carm, you know what? Denver's not going to play again like that. Well, who thought the Lakers were going to play like they did in the first I, game? I'll tell you, the Lakers have played. Uh, honestly, they've played very well these first two games. The Denver's well enough just to been cover better. yesterday by a half. They covered, by, they covered both games, I know. You're, they covered by a hook, bad you're right. Beat yesterday for me. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, the yeah. Lakers really have played well, and they've they've tried. I'll give them credit. They put Ryu, uh, they put Ryu, uh, Ryu they Hachimura. Were I know. They put Hachimura on Joker in game one. Who they is that Le- man? He almost ru- he helped ruin me yesterday by half a point. Well, and then Hachimura. they had LeBron on him in the fourth. Like, I'll give the Lakers credit. They're trying. They're getting creative. They're hanging in these games. Denver's just really good. And when Jamal Murray can bail them out in the fourth like he did yesterday where Joker doesn't have to dominate the Who's fourth Jamal quarter. Jamal Murray? Oh, hey. wait. I sound like Lisa. Right. No. Please be careful. <laughs> They're good, man. Denver is good. There's no doubt about it. Oh, my it. God. Look, I coached for six years. There's a difference between a couple great players and a team. They're a team because Joker had a triple-double, and he's not even the headliner. And he wasn't even the best player. That's right. Go figure. That's- and he had a triple-double because that's what we expect from a basketball player that half a sta- nation doesn't know about. That's all. Lakers are a five-and-a-half-point favorite going back home in Game 3 tomorrow night. That should be that. fun. The Lakers haven't lost at home, boys, since March 26th against the Bulls. Bulls they beat have, them. They haven't lost since uh, I got my last report card. My God, they're unbelievable. How about it? Lakers have not lost at home in about two months, so I'm very much it's looking forward to that Game 3 tomorrow. Look, yes. I don't care. It's been great look, so far.
if LeBron does it, fine. But you can't go one for 21 in the fourth quarter from three points. Yeah, I heard that stat. That's uh, That was like, whoa. That's what I do, Carm. I That's bring a, this little tidbit up. I, good you know, stat. I hear things, you know? Good it's stat. one for 21, which means your legs are tired. Ah, it's an it's excellent point. Nothing to do with the ad, uh, altitude. That's excellent garbage. Excellent point. If, if LeBron is 25, they're kicking everybody's butt. And Anthony Davis... Is just playing against a superior basketball player. One of the greats of all time should be on his third MVP. All right, coming up, uh, we will talk to Luke Pergandia. It's always a big weekend for the prop swap guys with the major championship golf. Mike and I were discussing the PGA. So we'll pick Luke's brain on how you can find some value on that. Plus, we have to preview the NBA game tonight, game two in Boston, as the Heat already stole home court advantage and stole game one. We'll break down that game. The Celtics out to about a nine, nine and a half point favorite. So uh, even though they lost game one, a lot of the money coming in here on Boston in the last 24 hours or so. Uh, NHL and uh, MLB, we got a lot of stuff to discuss. Plus, Jim Miller's going to give you a Preakness pick later on. We got a ton to do, folks. We're just getting warmed up. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We're with you every week. You get us on demand on the great ESPN Chicago app, so make sure you have that downloaded on your smartphone. It's time to say hi to one of our favorite guests who joins us every week to talk about what's happening on the free and easy-to-use PropSwap app or go to PropSwap.com. One of the founding members joining us now on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline, Luke Pergandy. Okay, it's hey Big Easy. Hey, Carm. What's up, buddy? What's Big up? Easy weekend for you. Bachelor party, PGA Woo! Championship. You're, you're juggling fun and work this weekend, aren't you? Yeah. Stopped by uh, the Harrods uh, down in New Orleans yesterday, oh, yeah. did some meetings, and really nice casino. I was here, you know, back in, like, 2017 and went in there. It was an average mm. location, but they did a ton of, of reservations. So it's just fun to see casinos in, in other cities, and uh, New Orleans Harrods is, is super nice. Absolutely is. Uh, always a big weekend for you guys when there is major championship golf. Mike and I started the show talking about it a little bit. Normally, this is one where you see the players go low. It's not set up as difficult uh, under normal circumstances as, say, U.S. Open or sometimes even uh, a British when the weather gets involved. But this golf course at Oak Hill, one of the historic ones out in New York, is just really tough. You don't see a lot of red numbers here. And Bryson DeChambeau kind of out of nowhere. I mean, this is uh, this is like tailor-made for if somebody took a, a shot on Bryson DeChambeau, you're, you're set up pretty nicely going into round two to maybe flip that thing. Yeah, no, we've seen a ton of DeChambeau tickets flip. Um, some Scheffler, of course, that guy just, all he does is he's make money. putts, it seems like. Yep. He's just out, out playing out of this world. Scheffler's down to two to one. He opened it around 11 to one in some books, so you can make five extra money on him just, uh, you know, just one day in. Victor Hovland, we're selling tickets on. Uh, Justin Rose, and then DJ, Dustin Johnson, he's down to 12 to one. So some live guys kind of making some noise. Yeah, yeah, and that makes it more interesting. By the way, I used to go to New Orleans twice a year. Loved, helped open Harris. As a matter of fact, nice. uh, down there in the middle, I used to stay at the Wyndham down there. Great, great town. I'm glad you're having a great good town. time. And on top of that, uh, the golf has been interesting because it's an all day long thing, which means there's some golfers you got to learn to stay away from. Are you still getting heavy action on Rory and? I know Spieth still seems to be the golf channel favorite, but 
I know John Rahm deserves to be a favorite, but I even told Carmen, you know, guys like Terrell Hatton are stayaways for me. I get, I bet against them and usually win. Uh, Fleetwood near the end, he did win yesterday, but he didn't shoot all that good. You, you starting to see some of these so-called superstars from four, five, six years ago going down, or you still see uh, guys like Mickelson still getting action because of what they did at Augusta, which is a whole different ball game. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Phil, Phil is—he's not even in below a hundred to one. Yeah, um, yeah. Some some decent action on Phil, but no, I, I would say overall the younger guys is where you're seeing action. Of course, you mentioned Shuffler already. Xander Shoffley, not to be confused, is a we see action on um, yeah, Rory a little bit. I mean, Rory's eighteen to one right now, so like you know, nothing earth shattering with him, um, but. Yeah, I would say I would say Scheffler, DJ, Xander is probably the consistent guys that we'll see. And then Bryson, he's been you know cold for a while, but he's trying to make a charge this week. It's good to see him back. I think he's good for the tour. He's like a he's a polarizing golfer, so I think golf kind of needs. Well, you know what's great? What's great is the live thing comes to my mind every time I look at the board. I yeah, actually totally. in my mind I'm going. Because I'm a PGA guy. I, I don't yeah. have to explain why. I, I grew up yeah. there with them, and that's it. But I'm all going through my mind. Oh, there's there's Camp Smith. Oh, he's he's right. And, and there's this so-and-so. And he's DeChambeau. Look at DeChambeau. Yeah. Yeah. But then look at uh, Adam Scott coming from, from nowhere. So now you're keeping track in your mind between the two. I think it's good for the yeah. betting game. I agree. I, I think it's going to be good for the sport. I you know I, I think we talked about it a month ago. I watched my first live broadcast. It was oh. uh, it was a tournament in Australia, and it was so fun. Like there's music and there's all these bright colors, and it's like you know I could totally see a younger guy or girl who's like you know late teens, early twenties, like wow, mm-hmm. this is a really exciting way to watch golf. Versus you know yeah. you can kind of you can kind of yawn and it's just not an exciting sport for the younger generation. Even myself at the age of thirty four, like. It's just I even can get bored watching that, but Liv has is, is totally flipped it on its head. So I, yeah. I think it's great for the sport. Hey, before we let you go, NBA, we're down to the final four. Uh, the Heat just keeps surprising people. I mean, an eight seed to make it this far is rare. It's only the second time it's happened. Uh, I still think Boston's probably the deeper, better team and will win the series, but is there a little bit of an appetite for a team like the Heat that were uh, – they're still eight and a half to one, but we're a real long shot when this whole thing but started. But, Karim, did you buy the uh, – I said last week, props, why we should buy a Nuggets ticket because I love them oh, now. Please, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Nuggets look, nuggets look great. Been selling a ton of Nuggets over the last 45 yep. days. Oh, yeah. That Lakers ticket, you know, I uh, and it was two Chicago guys. Um, who had they had a, a four hundred dollar hundred and fifty to one Lakers future, oh. uh, so it would pay sixty thousand. They could have sold it for fifteen thousand going into the start of the Western Conference. Uh, they are now in a hole. Of course, Lakers mm-hmm. are down two zero. Their odds are plus eight fifty. So that ticket's only worth sixty six hundred. So uh, of course, if they go down three zero, it's pretty much garbage. So they're probably kicking themselves for not flipping that so hopefully they lakers can get back in and they can get some money for that ticket but uh could have turned 400 bucks into fifteen thousand. they should still flip it for turn 400 into six thousand. my yeah. god i mean i yeah. know what you'd be waiting yeah. for at this well who point. knew about this jokic <laughs> right i mean yeah. my god nobody yeah. nobody seems to know about joker it's second straight week we're Yo, talking we're the about only it. show been talking about it for three years Lisa Salter don't even totally. she's covering him she doesn't know who he is it's so bizarre yes Totally agree. You guys have been all over Jokic and, and rightfully so. It's, he's an absolute freak on, on both sides. Like he's not even yeah. people say he's like awful on defense. I don't think he's awful on defense. Me neither. You know, he's bad.
better on. Not when you're getting sure. seventeen he, boards on an over under. Right. Yeah. You ain't totally. all, that's that's defense, folks. Rebounded. Believe me. Yes. I, mean, I he's, agree. He's got yep, like 35 rebounds in the first He had a games. bad game last night. He had a triple-double. I know. His quiet <laughs> games, he still has a triple-double. It's remarkable. Yeah. It is. Um, all right. Enjoy New Orleans, buddy. Thanks right, for joining Dale. us as always. Have fun down there this weekend, and we'll catch up again next Friday. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the PGA. See you, pal. Oh, go listen to us on Joker. There's our guy, Luke Pergandy. From I'm proud Pump of that Club. pick. Yeah. He was an infant. He was a baby. Of course. I mean, I mean he come on. A, he was like the 40th pick, you know? It's We crazy. were like Superman's parents. Right. We were the ones. You ever see the original Superman? Yeah, yes. Okay, I love, look at, Brando stole. We know Jarrell. He did a good job. Came in for yeah. a couple days. But, you know, Jarrell and his wife weren't that sharp because basically, you know, this is where organizations come. And I can name a couple I know of in, even in this town. If you're Jarrell, don't you build a rocket for the three of you? you I mean, you, that's you, just If me. you're as smart that's and me. as wise as Jarrell, you think, right. right? Yeah, they got him as the wisest man. He goes, hey, I'm, take care, kid. And hope you land in a field. I mean, come on. Enough. Hope, hope you find somebody nice to raise you. Yeah, but they're the smart ones. Joker was the 41st overall selection I'm proud in of 2014. We are the parents of this man. Right. And we don't like being offended by pretending. But believe me, I'm used to this. Pretend he's not there. Uh, not here. It's an old mainstream media trick. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right, when we come back, let's preview the other uh, big NBA I game tonight. I love previewing tonight. other NBA games. We got a good one. I mean, Jimmy, man, Jimmy Butler in the heat, up one nothing. We're going to discuss and break down that game and see uh, what the likelihood is of Boston bouncing back. We got some numbers for you on that game and in that series, plus baseball as the White Sox welcome the Royals this weekend and the Cubs are in Philadelphia trying to snap their losing streak facing their old friend, Kyle Schwarber. So lots to still discuss. Plus, Jim Miller's going to give you a Preakness pick in a little bit. We'll be coming right back. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. It's Carmen and Mike every week with you on the ESPN Chicago app. Of course, you'll always uh, get the encore replay on Saturdays. We're on a little bit later this Saturday because yeah. the Sox have an early game. We'll be on after the Sox around 4 or 4.30, but still some fun, entertaining stuff for you going into this weekend. Uh, big game three in L.A. tonight out west between the Nuggets and the Lakers. We already talked about that game tomorrow. Tonight, we've got game two in Boston. The Celtics at home. Right now, as we tape, about a nine, nine-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, against the Miami Heat, who did steal game one. Jimmy was fantastic again. The Heat were fantastic in the uh, third quarter. They put up 46 points in the third quarter in game one. They did just enough to uh, hold on and win that game in the fourth. Jason Tatum did not attempt a field goal in the fourth quarter of game one, which is odd. He did go to the line six times and made all six of his free throw attempts, but... Zero field goals. I think the one thing we've seen, Mike, is uh, normally Jason Tatum bounces back after a subpar performance, if you could call it that, in game one. And the Celtics bounce back, now 8-1 and one against the number, following an against-the-spread loss in their last nine. So normally the Celtics have bounced back. Yeah, normally, and this is why I'm a dummy sometimes, because uh, I would probably... Uh, take the money line tonight in the Boston Celtics. And, you know, a nine seems like a strong deal, but, you know. Uh, if for Too instance, rich for my blood. I'm a, i am I got to be honest with you. I don't want to lay nine with them tonight. I don't. No. So what you want to do is probably lay 375 to win 100 on the money line. 
because I really, uh, I know Jimmy Butler's been playing great, and I know he's done things that others haven't done. Uh, but I think injuries can catch up to you. They have some key pieces still missing. But, hey, they're playing great. I think the better coach is with Miami. Yep. Spolstra. He's a heck terrific coach. Was found by Pat Riley. People questioned Pat Riley for a few years. I was there for that. You know, I saw that whole mm. me- I've been here for everything. Yeah. And that's that's why I get a kick out of people thinking that, uh, you know, this guy's going to help you win or that guy's. I don't think Miami has enough at the end of the day. I like Boston to tie it up tonight. Yeah, and uh, I think Boston ends up winning the series. I think all the odds still reflect that. Yeah, but they do. Uh, Miami's a good story, man. After and- a win, which was surprising. Yeah, I know. By Miami. They're that they keep that edge, Boston, with the money line. They're very Went well coached, like you said. Celtics just four and four straight up and against the number at home in these playoffs. But that the, the they don't is... seem like they make careless mistakes. They don't see. They're not yeah. like Denver. Denver very rarely. I mean, Yoke, uh, the Joker once in a while he passes so much. I mean, the guy gets twelve assists, thirteen assists. Of course, he's going to have a couple bad passes. But I mean, they seem to. Be careless with the basketball, Boston, more than the other three teams that are in. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. You they know? have they go through these lulls. They go through spurts of with yeah. their offense where it's almost like I, I, if Tatum is not dominating the ball and taking over, they, they I don't know they get they, they get weird sometimes in the way the flow of the game goes and or the way the Brown, offense goes. I don't trust them every game. I don't know why. I I mean I'll give a kid credit that I that I did trust Reeves from the Lakers. Yeah, kids, man, a good I story. give them all it's the a man. Good story. He'll make He's going to make a lot of money, and and you know what? I see LeBron bossing him around yesterday. Shut up. Play your own game because this kid here is one of the saviors. He had the best game of anybody from the talent uh, standpoint of who who's on that team. He was their best player yesterday. He's been great. He was yep. great in game one. Miami is still 8-1 to one to win the NBA title. Boston's plus 150, second choice after the Nuggets, even though they're in the 0-1 hole. Uh, they're still Miami's still plus one seventy five to win the series. I have nothing either team, Carp. No, either do I. I mean, I you know I want to see Denver win because of the biases being shown against that team because they're not in a market, a big market. Right. I heard Jay Will say the same thing this morning to Keyshawn. Keyshawn basically said, "Hey, the Lakers are the market team." So basically, you're showing a bias by saying that. And Jay mm. Will said, "You can't go by that." Got to go by the knowledge. Denver, man, flyover country. You know, it's right. like what a story it would but be. But is that fair? No, it's no. not. That's why. Yet, where you separate the men from from the boys, the the, the ladies from the girls, uh, uh, you know, the top people from the bottom. Nobody should surprise you. That's uh, that's there at this point. Yeah, that's my only point. Would, uh, here, what's everybody surprised about? The Sox rebuild didn't work. <laughs> that's yeah. a that's the painful one. We don't have two hours, so, right? Sox are at home tonight against the Royals to start a weekend series. They lost the series last week to the Royals. They're minus one twenty five tonight. It's Granky versus Kopech. Total in the game sits around nine. Casey knocked Kopech around last year in three starts. He allowed eight earned runs in just twelve innings of work. Sox had a little bit better of a week. They they failed uh, on an opportunity to you know be even better and sweep the Guardians, but I don't know. They're Nobody's doing any better. I mean, Cleveland. I watched them. I watched Detroit. They're starting to suffer. AJ Hinch got tossed the other day, but the White Sox are here. I think the White Sox are the Titanic, except the four uh, band players, the fiddle players, lived. Mm. In the uh, Quentin Tarantino version of the White Sox organization, <laughs> right, right, I love the it. The four fiddle players live, changing the uh, the narrative. I love it. Well, exactly, changing like, history. It's changing history like he does, 
the, the four fiddle players, which is the front office, survives the Hindenburg, the Titanic, okay, and the closing of the Buffalo Ice Cream Parlor in Riverview. Oh, my okay? God, that's so great. The front office relives them all. They live through them all. They float on the fiddles. Unbelievable. Remember he said, yeah, you yeah. know, what? I was like Jack. Let's get to the highest point and pray. Yeah, exactly. Minnesota. Oh, and by the way, BB would have shared the door with me. Of course she would have. Come on. Um, Minnesota, just 24 and 20. So to your point, the Central, like if you could get it Come in on. gear, it's there for no. you. The problem is, you know, when you're when you start the season through six weeks, 14 and 28, you know, it's you really got to go on a run here. When it here. comes to a point, and with all due respect, you know I love both you guys. When I jumped on last week and I got to hear Abreu being ridiculed by White Sox fans mm. and people, that's huh. what's come to. Let's blame. Well, we lost him. Well, wait. There's there, He was set here. He felt good here. The pressure to deliver in Houston is different for him. He's just another guy, and he's lost his skills. But for... Him and Larusa, they can have a smile on their face right now with what's going on. And like I said, the four fiddlers are still They're still there. Yep. Cubs are in uh, Philadelphia this weekend. The Cubs are, are sliding here. They've lost five in a row. They've lost uh, eight of their last ten. The Phillies have been weird. Phillies had a – they lost six in a row. Then they ripped off a five-game winning streak. Now they've lost four straight again. They just got swept out on the coast uh, playing the Giants. The six the one game that they lost that they were winning hurt the Cubs. And yes. I'm, you know what's with me? Ross is the handyman or the person that cuts your hair that gives you a great haircut two, two times in a row and then gives you a bad haircut a time in a row and you say, I'll give him another chance, and it's a bad haircut mm, again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no consistency with him, and I think he's an analytics guy well, when right now I think you got to go more by guts. Plus, if you lose Bellinger, you're losing yeah, the main That's guy. a good point. You've They've lost uh, Bellinger here for a little bit. Changing uh, the ne- lineup. Nico Horner, and then they've, he's got and nobody. Horner is a, just a damaging blow. He's got nobody at the, in, the, in the back end of that bullpen that's he can it. trust right now. That hurts. Yeah. I love um, Steele. I love the other guys. I think they're smiling. They've done good. It's the back end. I am not giving this out as a best play. I will just tell everybody that I am playing tonight. Schwarber to hit a home run uh, against his old team. He's been in a little bit of a funk here. Oh, my God. Um, but Schwarber's like, you can get Schwarber plus 320 all the way up to maybe three He'll and a half one, to one. Man. Yeah, and yeah. He, like, he's never homered off of Stroman, but he's only faced him 14 times. But he hit a home run against the Cubs in one of the games they played last year. I don't know. I just... In games couch like this, change. I kind of like, yeah, a little couch change on, on Kyle Schwarber at, um, like I said, I got it at plus 320. I even saw it at plus 350 at one place. So you can shop around. Not a best player or anything, just I'm going to bet Schwarber day at home runs. Why not? So, yeah. I mean, baseball, fun. by the way, I've been, baseball games are a pleasure to, to bet now. The game's being played right. Base hits up the middle are actually base hits now. It's a beautiful thing, and the games are going quick. Yeah. And I, I, I just love betting them now because I'll sit at home, and, and there's those uh, two days out of the week that there's all day games. It's the greatest. The pace is better. It, it is. Oh it really God. is. It's great. And you know what? I, Tim Anderson, I'm sorry if you don't like the pitch clock because I'm hearing the players love it because they don't spend 10 hours at the field. I, I don't know how you can't. How can you not like know. it? You're making it an excuse because you're not performing at your optimum right know. now. Coming up, uh, we got Preakness this weekend. Uh, I think another horse dropped out this morning. I think we're down to seven, but Jim Miller's going to give us a play and tell us how we can make some money on the Preakness outside of Baltimore. Plus, Mike and I are going to give you our best plays. We had another winning week last week. As Mike told you, we were 60% again. That's what we do. So uh, stick around. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. 
Entering the home stretch on this edition of The Odds Couple, Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, every week with you. Get us on demand on the ESPN Chicago app. We've talked about so much, and it's yep. time to get a Preakness pick because we've got the second leg of the Triple Crown happening in Maryland this weekend. And to uh, break it down, look, he gave us a very solid pick. We had an across-the-board winner with two fills at the Derby. Let's see if he can do it again. The expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse, Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, the Preakness is a really weird race this year. There were 18 yeah. horses that ran in the Kentucky Derby. 17 of them are not back in the Preakness. Wow. The only one that's back is Mage, who was the winner of the Derby, and I don't even know if they really want to be there either. So it's a really weird race. I mean, it's almost like they feel obligated because they won the Derby. And then first mission, the horse who was probably going to be the one that was competing for favoritism, just scratched on Friday morning, so now you're down to a field of seven for the Preakness. A field of seven, and that's an incredible th- stat. I didn't realize that only one horse that ran the Derby, the winner, is running this weekend. Uh, why would they not want to be there uh, when you win and you can get all the glory of the Triple Crown? Why are people leery of that these days, Jim? Has that always been the case, or is it just because the horses are worth so much money once you start to breed them, they don't want anything bad to happen? Like, How is it that there'd even be a debate when you won the Derby to go and try to keep it going and go for the Triple Crown. Yeah, that's part of what it really is now, Carm, is, is you look at it, there's so much money in the breeding chat because mm-hmm. you think about it, okay, Mage is a Derby winner. That's never going to come off your resume. Now, if you're a Derby winner who finished seventh in the Preakness and didn't want to run in the Belmont, then maybe all of a sudden when you go to the breeding shed, maybe those foals that, that are popping out are worth $75,000 instead of $125,000 mm-hmm. because the horse has that blemish on its record. And that's the thing that you have to look at is they really space out these races for a reason. That's why you see the top racehorses sadly retiring after a three-year-old or four-year-old season because they can make so much money in the breeding shed. But at the same time, why races are so spaced out. There's so many other three-year-old races. Their ultimate goal is going to be the Breeders' Cup Classic at the end of the year. So there's not as much pressure once you get beyond the Derby to really go into the Preakness or even the Belmont. Well, to have that few amount of horses is a disgrace yeah. as far as the Preakness is concerned. It's disappointing. It really is. Not not, not only that, uh, but with all the training methods I've seen in all sports that were supposed to be better from horses to human beings, they're all worse now. And, uh, and on top of that, I think what Mage is, what I would say to Mage, man the horse would be your racing because guess what it's a limited field we think you could win this race and your value will go up but even if you finish third or fourth in a seven horse field eight horse field i don't think that will tarnish your record and then i predict he won't race if he doesn't win the preakness i don't think he'll race at the belmont what's your correct i'm with you yeah Yeah. i'm with you mike i don't think there's any reason to run in the belmont unless you're going for a triple crown and guys this does show and yes, we've had recency with justifying American Pharaoh. The Triple Crown is not easy to win. No. no. It's three races in five weeks that no. are really true tests of distance. And the other thing you see, guys, people don't train to run long distances anymore. You don't see a ton of mile and a quarter races. Mile and a half races are really rare. So that's the thing. Everybody wants either sprinters or horses that can maybe go a mile. Once you get beyond a mile, it's really kind of few and far between. Before uh, the pick, I just one more question about you know how how the business, how the industry's changed, and you talk about the importance of that breeding shed. 
Uh, whether I love that put the uh, name of a bar. Uh, listen, Breeding Shed is going to be the name of our bar. Is 100%. <laughs> That's the name of my band on the weekends. I don't know if We've you guys know that. We've always had fun right? with the Breeding right? Shed. But yep. will there ever be another horse like, let's, like Cigar comes to mind, right? Where Cigar ran for so long and was so good. We'll, we'll, through we'll, every type of uh, situation, mud, sleet. You yeah, name. like will there ever be another horse like that, Jimmy? The only way you're going to find a horse like that, and you, and you hate to say it because it goes right into your bar, is if the horse is gelded early in its career, ah, and there's no value from the breeding shed. Gotcha. And that's the only way they do it. And some horses, because they just don't necessarily run real well early on in their career, have to get gelded, but that's really the only way. Because then all their huh. money's only made on the racetrack. Got it. But otherwise, okay. these horses that are colts, if they have any value, by the time they're five, they're off the racetrack, mm. and you don't want to run that risk of injury. Yeah. It makes sense. All right, Jimmy, what's the play then for the Preakness this weekend? All right, I'm going to give you three plays at Pimlico only for the fact that we don't find a ton of value in the Preakness, but I will have a Preakness pick in here. Okay. So here's your three plays. We're going to bet these horses across the board. So race seven at Pimlico, we're going to bet the two Sopron Basilia across the board on the turf. And then in race eight, we're at Pimlico also. We'll bet the one Atone across the board. And then in the Preakness, guys, I'm going to take a shot here. I'm going to try to beat Mage. National Treasure is not providing any more value anymore. I'm taking a horse that's 20 to 1 in the morning line, the four horse, Coffee with Chris. Bet that horse across the board. This is a horse that should be on the lead, especially with first mission out. It's just a matter of whether or not he can steal the race. I love it. All right, so all the races Saturday at Pimlico uh, in Maryland. Race 7, the two horse across the board. Race 8, the one horse across the board. And then uh, a long shot, a 20 to 1 right now as we tape in the Preakness, the four horse across the board. And people can watch and wager out at the track this weekend, right, Jimmy? That's right. It's going to be busy. It will still be a fun time. Really good card surrounding the Preakness. That race just a little disappointing. Sounds good, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! There's our guy Jim Miller on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. Yeah, and I want to wish my buddy, and by the way, Jimmy gave us a winner uh, last uh, last with the Kentucky Derby. Keep it up. Yep. Uh, but I'm going to take my guy, Mage. We'll see what happens. Uh, my buddy Aldo Gandia from the bar room, a partner of mine, friend of mine, friend of me and Babies. I want to wish him well. He's had a my he had a minor. Uh, medical issue, stroke, uh, mm. due to diabetic. So he's doing better. He's going to be back in a, a week or two. But I want to wish him. He's a friend of Carm's. All yes. Of us. And he's been a big bear fan who's got a very nice business for himself because of his passion for the bears that he's turned into a rather profitable thing and it's helped me quite a bit. So yeah. I want to wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely. Get better, Aldo. Thinking That's about right. you for sure. Yep. Um, all right, Mikey, let's roll into some best plays. What do we like for this weekend? Well, you know what? I was going to, because if you did this, maybe for the first game, you've won both. You had the uh, Nuggets maybe at uh, five and a half, although at six, it was a push. And then you probably... They had that on the money line, and then you had the plus six with somebody else, something like that. But I'm going to go with the Celtics mm. uh, on the money line at okay. minus 375 on 100. I I just have trouble believing that uh, the Heat's going to win this game. But I've been burned by the money line. In our, I mean, we've been burned at one time or another on this show. It happens to you when you're successful. You're going to have some bad days, and maybe. But I think it's better than taking a chance, like Karm said earlier, on the spread. Yeah, nine seems like a lot. If somebody um, tells me the Celtics are going to win by three, I'll go, okay. Yeah. But I got to pay the price to see that. They, uh, Yeah, uh, but you know what? You're on the right side of what uh, the, the trend is here. I mean, because Boston has showed a penchant for bouncing back, and uh, I think you're right. I think they will end up winning that game. And Boston so. may have a new coach 
although this guy is, uh, you know, keeps getting criticized, and yet he keeps the team still going. You know, don't forget the other coach that was there. Everybody acts like he's a god now. He screwed that up for himself. Sure did. 100%. And everybody acts, oh, he's such a great coach. 100%. Well, the Celtics would still have him if he could have behaved himself, uh, absolutely. period. Absolutely. 100%. Come on. All right, I'm going to give you a baseball game for tonight. I love baseball games for tonight. Mike, I'm going to do something that, you know, we don't do a, a lot of. This is not like a deep analytic play. This is more of a maybe a scheduling spot uh, kind of play where I, I don't love this spot for the Yankees, and I'll tell you why. The Yankees are playing an early play this weekend. They're playing the best ball of any team in the American League in May 11 and 6. They are. Carm, I always astound Carm when I come up with something. Mike know knows that. it, and he follows all this stuff, and he's 100% right, and that, and believe Other it or not... Other than that, I've never heard of the Yankees. Right, never. Believe no. it or not, I'm going to fade them tonight. The, no. re- the Reds are at home, plus 130. The but Yankees, they got Aaron Judge who gets pitches tipped to him by I looking know. at the dugout. He's killing it right now, too. He's got That's six it. home runs in his last six games. Other than that, he's okay. The Yankees just finished an eight-game stretch against the Rays and Blue Jays. Yeah, to tough, Mike's point, tough. they've been playing great. They went 5-3 and three in those important division games. Now they're in Cincy before going back home to face Baltimore in the Bronx next week. I don't know. I'm just going to fade them. I think it's a tough okay. scheduling spot. The Reds, believe it or not, have played pretty good at home. I mean, they're 12-9 and nine straight up, 13-8 and eight on the run line, actually. If you want to play the run line tonight and buy yourself the run and a half, you do have to lay uh, just a dollar ten. so it's not bad. If that's an option that seems better to you, go ahead. I'm just going to play the, the Reds straight up on the money line at plus 130 tonight. Oh, that sounds so good. There we go. We're going to fade the Yankees, good. but Mike's right. The Yankees are playing great right but now. But you know what? We want to be timely on things, right? I mean, that's how we are. So we're going to be on tomorrow afternoon, right? Yes. So we need a game for tomorrow afternoon. I love it, Mike. You got right? one? Right. Is that what we're talking about, you the got Lakers one? and Denver? I'm going to take Denver, plus wow. the five and a half. Okay. Uh, you know, this will be called... Mike didn't do any preparation at all, like in 1978. I love okay? it. Okay? But you're giving Mike, it anyway. You're, but I'm giving it up. I love it. I want you to be, this is called, it's like a couch change play for Carm. This is called Mike is reverting back to his 1982 betting prowess, which he won three out of every ten games. I love it. Okay. That's it. I love it. Thing of beauty, Mikey. Uh, thanks okay, to Jim buddy. Miller. Thank you to Luke Pergandy and, of course, Eric Ostrowski, yep. as always, for producing. And thank you for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Enjoy the weekend. I know it's raining today, but the weekend's supposed to be nice. I heard Tracy Butler telling Cap and Hoodie that earlier. Uh, don't miss Mike's bonus play with Yerk and me each and every Friday. And, uh, Mikey, you have a great weekend, and we'll see everybody again next week. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.